Welcome to the second half of my interview with Jim. We left off with Jim asking me when I got married. We're trying to put the pieces back together of that time period when we lived together, how it came to a close abruptly. And um, so that's how this episode starts. I try to put together a timeline for living with Jim, leaving Jim, and uh, and kind of where our lives have gone since then. So here we go uh, with what I entitled Alias Jordan Jones. <laughs> April's Fool's Day, 1980. That should have been a warning. That should have been a red flag. 1980. That, see, that, that is great. That gives me such context. Really? And so then when did you, you, did you move out then immediately? Yeah, well, the night that the night that we eloped, we never came yeah. back. We never came back right. after that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, 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 I abandoned you. Um, and we'll get. <laughs> and we're we'll, we're going to get into this eventually. <laughs> but I felt like I abandoned you. I betrayed our friendship. It was a, it was a, it was a most uncomfortable time period for me. And I'm sure I'm not for me alone. You know, so I don't know what you did after after I after I left. Did you stay there? Did you have to move out? What? I stayed there until I I got married. In today today actually is my anniversary. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, my wife's taking a nap, so she doesn't mind that I'm on the call with you. Sweet. But um, I stayed there by myself until. March of 1983. No kidding. So I stayed there three more years by myself, which was absolutely fine. I have no recollection of any ill will toward you. Oh. I, I, you just, in, in that Christian world in which we were living, you sometimes, you know, you'd rather, uh, get married than burn, so to speak. Right. So, so we, we, it wasn't the free sex era by any means. So maybe that was a solution to a problem. I totally understood your wife was lovely uh, at the time. And oh, so she still is actually, it was, it was great that you got married. And, that's, you know, that's kind of how, I mean, that's the whole story of how that went down and the elopement and all of that. That's a whole podcast all by itself. I, and I think it should totally. Well, and honest, honestly, it's not only my story. It's my ex's story also. So I would want to make sure that she's on board with me disclosing all the... I know. All the now, her, name was, her name was Susan. Yep. yep. What was her last... I can't remember Wilcox. her Wilcox. Susan, Susan Wilcox. Wilcox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's... And, uh, and, What's that? Did she come to our church yes. for a while? That- yes. She was she was good friends with um oh what's Greg's wife's name? Oh Sh- Sherry. Sh- Sherry, yeah. They were good friends. And that's how Sherry brought Susan to the church. Oh my goodness. I know. And then how long did the marriage last? Six years. Six uh well we were together well, 
that it's a it's a conv- it's an interesting story because there was a, there was a period of separation during those six years. Um, then we we um, separated finally after six years, and the divorce was finalized a year later. Uh, and how so, many kids? Two, I don't even know two this. beautiful children, Jeremy and Ariel. Uh, Jeremy lives up on the North Coast. Uh, and right, the last time I heard from him, he had just gotten back from, well, he got snowed in wherever he was. he just gotten back, and he was on his way to the store because they had they were instituting the stay-at-home thing. And I, I need to reach out to him because I haven't heard from him since. Um, then Ariel is uh, engaged and living here in Sacramento. I'm hoping to get w- both or one of them uh, on this <laughs> podcast at some point. They're, my daughter's quite shy. Um, her fiance, however, is just chomping at the bit to get involved. So he'll be on here so, at, at some point. How old are they? I always forget. Um, they're, I think Jeremy is 30. He's either 37 or 38. And that yeah. would make, that would make Ariel 35 or 36. And if I get that wrong, I'm in trouble. Yeah. So it's all out there now. It's it is now. I mean, I'm going to have to bar the door. Well, the nice thing is it's a stay at home social distancing. So I'm kind of safe. <laughs> can't hit you. They, they can't. can't you. They can't. I won't let them in. I won't, I won't let them in. But um, now we're, we, we're, we're, I'm really excited here. We're being pretty jovial and we're having a good time because your podcast is very slow and very measured. You have a very you have a very soothing tone. Does it put you to sleep? I, no. And I've loved the music. I I particularly love the on death music. Oh yeah, and I still have it. It's called Night. And yeah. I'm I'm look I'm actually I need to bring new music back for this particular series. I've got a name I'm I'm changing the name. Well not changing it, I'm adding to it. So it's going to be My Life and Welcome to It special series. It's not about me. It's about us. Oh, there we go. All yeah. right. So I need, I, I need, I'm going to do a new intro. I'm going to just, it's all going to be new because it's, you know, I'm, I'm suspending the old format and we're going to try something new. I've got one episode that drops uh, Saturday and yeah. it's, it's called The Actor Who Never Was. And I go back into, and tell some more stories about myself, but it's on a much lighter vein. But cool. since I'm going, since I'm taking this new tack, I want it to be have some freshness to it, right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. 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 And I, and I would say, give each one its own title. Don't do the part one, two, and three thing. No, the only reason I did that was because I just got long winded, and I. Yeah. Um, I wanted to keep each episode thirty minutes or less because who yeah. wants to, who wants to listen to me for more than thirty minutes? Well, they might. And they might, and they, with 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 what I'm doing now, they're going to. They're going to be longer. But what I found, Jim, and this is interesting that you point that out, I was listening to the interview that I did um, yesterday. I'm doing some mixing and editing, and I have interjected some commentary, which I recorded on my own. Oh, oh, nice. When I'm on my own, I have this measured, calm (laughs) tone and pacing. But but what happens is I start feeding off the energy of the other person. Yes. Exactly. You know, and I'm feeding off of your energy, and I'm having a, That's right. I'm having an absolute blast. <laughs> That's great. You know? I love it. I love it. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about you know? us. <laughs> You're right. That's it's right. about us. You know, and uh, okay. I, I, was, I, I was texting you earlier, and uh, one, there's, there's some things that I just remember really clearly about the time <laughs> that we lived together. And one was you came home from an event, 
And you were like laughing the whole time because on the name <laughs> tent that they gave you, it said Jordan yeah. Jones. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was my new nickname, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was hysterical. Oh, my gosh. And I remember we had, we talked about, didn't we talk about barking spiders? Wasn't that part of our? It's always there, yeah. Yeah, yeah barking spiders. spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We had, I mean. Good times, good times. Oh, lots so, of good times. So we were together full years, just about. Uh, well, let's see. I went back to uh, Sac State. I think I start, I graduated in 78. Eight. Yeah, but I went yeah. there for three semesters. Okay. Or f- I can't. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. Re- so let's see. Graduated high school seventy four. Two years of Sierra College at seventy six. A year, a year and a half at Chico State. Was it a year oh. and a half? Year and a half. So yeah. So then, um, the rest of the time was at Sac year. State. So probably just a year then. Year. Well, I had so. One of the things about the CSU system is that they don't transfer all your units. So there were a lot of units that didn't transfer that were part of my major um, that I had to, I had to get new units at Sac State. And so I went a a semester longer than I wanted to because my goal was also to become a teacher. Yeah. And, you know, I was working at the the lumber warehouse and I'm like, you know what? I want to get married. I want to, this is ridiculous. I don't want to go to school for another year, year and a half. There's just no way. So I bailed on the whole idea of becoming a teacher and getting my teaching credential um, and went to work. But, yeah. So, yeah, so probably a year and a half was when we, we spent that time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was fun. So then so then soon after that, because it was that, that was that spring where Reagan got shot. That was the spring of 1980. I think that's when that I think that's when that happened. Oh, I, so you were you'd been gone by then, probably. But yeah. Those are the hysterical. Those are the, the historical moments I remember. Yeah, my historical moments are blurry because I was so. The time for me for having. From Lee, from the time that we eloped, to I don't know, it was months. I went through a lot of emotional and psychological, I would say trauma. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, I just don't, I don't remember. We moved in with uh, Susan's parents, lived there till we could f- get established. Um, eventually, we found a place in Sacramento and moved down here. And then we were commuting from Sacramento to Auburn to go to church. And then I just said, you know, that's, this is this is ridiculous. Just find a church in Sacramento. And so yeah, that was when I finally cut ties with the, the Auburn group. Yeah. Yeah. Did did what church did you start going to in Sacramento? So it's like jumping out of the fire pan into the fire. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> so, you know, we were, I don't know, do you remember we were going through the whole Watchman Knee thing? Oh, oh, you were the Watchman Knee man. That's oh. right. I remember that now. Yep, yep. And so. Little, little on the heresy side there. Well, so Watchman Knee wasn't as bad as his, as his student, yeah. Witness Lee. Witness yeah, Lee, yeah. Witness yeah. Lee really went off the deep end. And lo and behold, now, now in the Christian community, in the Christian community that I run with, there is nobody that talks about either one of those two people. That's a name that's dead in the water, as far as I'm, I can tell. So, just as an aside, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Catholic now, and there was we had a, we had a bishop. His name was Bishop Quinn. Um, this of was course, b- yeah. before my time there, yeah. but he used to he used to live in the basement of the cathedral. 
Yeah. And when when the when the cathedral got remodeled, he had bookshelves of books, and they put them back up into another building. And I was, you know, it's right next to the, where our choir room is, and so I. One afternoon or evening, I was perusing his books, and guess what was on there? Spiritual yeah, Authority by Watchman Nee. Well, there's some good there's some good quotes in there. That's for sure. Well, that's for sure. So anyway, so I get to Sacramento, and of course, back in those days, we used we used phone books. Does anybody know what phone books are anymore? <laughs> but anyway, no. so I crack open the phone book, and I start, and I, and I find the Church of Sacramento. And, oh, and it's a spinoff of Witness Lee. And I didn't know that. So um, it, became, it became a very interesting journey. And it's a whole nother, you know, I'm going to, do, at some point, I'm going to start up, I'll just, when I find time, which I have plenty of, it seems like these days, there's a whole nother series I want to do. And it's, I'm going to call it Chasing After God. Yeah. Chris's um, spiritual journey. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, when I, and it's, even when after I left, I mean, I went, I went through Sikhism and Buddhism and Taoism and Sufism and Hinduism. And I mean, I, I just started going down the smorgasbord that was out there looking for, like as St. Augustine said, my heart was restless until it found its rest in thee. That's right. You know? I love St. Augustine. Yeah, he's pretty. You know, one of the things that's interesting about St. Augustine um, is that there are so many um, Christian uh, threads that trace back oh. to him, that trace back to him? Oh, he he's so practical. He's so common man. He's so just understandable. He yep. he's that's that's one model he is. I was reading. I'm reading a uh, a book, and it's uh, it's called how how the Irish saved Western civilization or something. Oh, like. sure. Something yeah, like that. Sure. And one of the chapters he spends on St. Augustine and yeah. how um, St. Augustine w- w- wrote the very first personal biography. And he's, oh, yeah. he was the, right. very, the very first person that started exploring. Confessions. The, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. He was really groundbreaking in that way. So, but, and his, uh, mother, his mother prayed for him yep. Hel- his whole life. Her name was uh, Helen? The book in question is How the Irish Saved Civilization the untold story of Ireland's heroic role from the fall of Rome to the rise of medieval Europe by Thomas Cahill. In the section on St. Augustine, I'll just read a little portion for you. When in the classical period we reach the first works to be designated as autobiographies, we can only be confounded by their impersonal tone. And in speaking about writings of Marcus Aurelius, Cahill writes, For all their preponderousness, the great emperor's thoughts are never more personal than a Chinese fortune cookie. Then we reach Augustine, who tells us everything, his jealousies and infancy, his thieving as a boy, his stormy relationship with his overbearing mother, the ever-certain Monica, his years of philandering, his breakdowns, his shameful love for an unnamed peasant woman whom he finally sends away. No one had ever talked this way before. If we page quickly through world literature from its beginnings to the advent of Augustine, we realize that with Augustine, human consciousness takes a quantum leap forward 
and becomes self-consciousness. Here, for the first time, is a man consistently observing himself not as man, with a capital M, but as this singular man, Augustine. Yeah, I don't remember the name. But like, I think was that was that Constantine's uh, wife's name. She I, prayed for him to turn to Christ, and yep, he did. Yep, it's an amazing story. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Anybody out there that wants to find something to read, read Saint Augustine's Confessions. And the City of God. City, you know, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> so, when um, <laughs> and the whole story about why I became Catholic is a. That will take a a life another hour to part, tell, but part of the journey. yeah. But but when I finally decided, I'm like, you know what? There's I need to do two things. I need to I need to read Seven Story Mountain, which is the story of Thomas Merton. Have you yeah. ever read that? I've not read that. That's very worth reading. He was uh, yeah. he was French. He also was a journalist um, who became a uh, Cistercian monk. Very Seven Storied Mountain, and it's based on the seven. Uh, Stories uh, in Dante, Dante's Paradisium, I think, yeah. Paradiso, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was that book, and then I needed to read Saint Augustine's City of God. Little did I know how thick it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like a million pages. It is. It is. Um, and then I realized how many years it took him to actually write it. It's a slog. Yeah. It's a slog, but it's an interesting <laughs> one. It's an it's interesting, interesting one. But anyway, so that's another aside. It's funny you brought that up. <laughs> so uh so what were we talking about? Oh, I guess we were talking about some of the funny things that happened when we were while we were living together. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you turned me on to music like nobody else had. So, uh remember I, I uh, Pat Metheny? I remember you yes. went and saw, you went and saw him. It was him and Lyle yeah. Mays. Lyle Mays, that's right. And you went Pat Metheny group. Yep. Yep. And then uh Pat, you were really in, was, Go ahead. Lyle Mays just passed away recently. No, he did. He, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he just like a month ago. He was 66, and Pat's big album, first album, the Pat Metheny Group, mm -hmm. was came out in 1978, the year I started teaching. And so I remember that was my album in that apartment. I played that hundreds oh, of times. I know. I, I, and, and, and so that... When you went to see him, it wasn't like a big thing either. It was in a small no, club. It was a small club, downtown Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. And now he's won like forty Grammys. Oh yeah, now he's been, you couldn't get you couldn't get close to him. No. And no, then the, my... the other artist that you were really into was Joni Mitchell. Oh, still <laughs> good, and still am. I uh, just adore her music and still listen to it all the time. Really, and just following her now, she just turned seventy five, and they had a big seventy fifth birthday concert for her a year and a half ago, and she had brain aneurysm. Um, and so she hasn't been in great health. Sure. And then, the, and then the woman just still smokes like a chimney. Really? It's really sad because it totally has ruined her voice. Sure. Oh, and she has such a gorgeous voice. Such a gorgeous voice. And it's fun now to go back and look at the YouTube videos of her when she was in the sixties and in her prime, just the, the depth of the lyrics and the thought of those of that time period really really amazing. And she is just a, such a gentle soul. Yeah. There was one yeah. I was watching. I don't know whether it was like a Monterey Pop Festival. It was some festival, 
and the crowd was really becoming really bellicose. Right. It was, it was uh, Isle of Wight festival. Yes, and she stops it. Oh, yeah. She stops yeah, the whole she's thing. She's crying. Yeah. She's crying. Yeah. yeah. That, most one of the most amazing displays of just um, vulnerable exposure. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's an amazing. And, was an amazing woman. And those are the days where artists were genuine. Yes. They they weren't run by a corporation. No. Nope. They weren't run by trying to make money. And and that that festival was the year after Woodstock. Oh, it was. Yeah, and you know, she wrote the song Woodstock. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's that was her huge contribution. That's the funny story if you're not aware of it. She was scheduled to go to Woodstock. I would go to, she was scheduled to go to Woodstock, but the next day she was supposed to be on the Dick Cavett show. Hmm. And her, her, her men friends, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, right. said, Joni, this, this TV thing on Monday is so important. You need to stay behind and make sure you don't get caught there. So they went and played the festival and became world famous and she missed it. And so that song is written from her not being in the middle of it, but being on the outside, wow. observing and longing to have been there. Well, I think, didn't they all live in a valley down in Southern California? They, did. they lived in, yeah. They, um, oh, I can't believe I a just... A bunch of artists lived in that valley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a canyon. Canyon, yes. Can- Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon. That's it. We Laurel- did it. We found it. I know. Well, you know, I had to go through the files in my brain, and some of them were kind of dusty and stuck together. That's right. Yeah. Um, do you remember uh, you were when you were Miraloma doing student teaching? You were a wrestling coach. Yep, I was. I actually was a wrestling coach for five years. And you invited me to I don't know assist you or something. It was yeah. fun. it was fun. That was fun. That was fun. It was good, yeah, because we we wrestled together at Placer. We did, we did. Yeah, so and we had that coming. I end up. Uh, you already graduated. My senior year, I dislocated my elbow, and that was my the very first match of the year. Oh, because you know, when I was a senior in football, I dislocated my elbow. You're kidding? No, and so they had to tape my arm uh, for every match I wrestled my senior year. Yeah. Wow. Well, I tried coming back. Um, they taped me up, and I, yep. I just, I was, um, I was traumatized by it, you know, and so I wasn't able to really give myself a hundred percent into the match. Right. And, yeah. When uh, you see that elbow sitting on top of the other part of your arm, oh my, and, it's and a little frightening. The way it worked for me was, um, I was going towards down on the mat, and I stuck my arm out, and so we got two bones in your oh. fo- in your forearm, and one went on one side, and the other one went on the oh. other side. Uh, yeah, not a pretty picture. I yeah, think... that I dislocated mine at the homecoming game in football, nineteen seventy-two, uh, and I still remember this. This is a good, a good vaccination. They gave me synthetic morphine, Demerol. Wow! And I found out how loopy drugs can make you. <laughs> yes, I never went down that path. Yes, well, I, I, I didn't go down an injection path, but I, I've, I've done my share of psychedelics. That's a whole other story, though. We'll leave <laughs> yeah, that we, We'll leave that for a, for a while to talk about. I, I think that spiritual journey is going to be like 10 or 15 podcasts. It's going to be lengthy. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> lengthy. It's got all kinds of, you know, my, 
And I, you know, one of the things, one of the things I appreciate is how much, that your son's into the Grateful Dead, um, oh my because I got into them also. My uh, my astrology teacher, <laughs> part of my spiritual Another journey. Podcast. Yep, uh, he was a he was he was just a, uh, he was a deadhead with capital G capital D, and he would travel the country and follow them. And I remember I was over at his place one evening and. He said, you got to listen to these guys. So he puts them on. And I'm like, that's the most awful music I've ever heard. I'm like, they're a country band that, that needs to learn how to play country music. And then I went and saw them. And after that, I was sold. How many shows did you see? Um, not a lot as uh, compared to others. I, I didn't start. It wasn't, it wasn't until like the, the late 80s or the 90s before I started. So, so let's see. Probably probably less than 10. Because yeah, Jerry died in 94, I think. Yeah. And for, for me, that's the end of it. Now, there are some people that still follow the, you know, the bands. And they trans- then I guess Fish, they went to go listen to Fish. But for me, it was over when Jerry died. No, I go, to, I go with my son to Dead & Company shows all the time. Oh, do you? I actually have tickets. That's not going to happen now, but I actually yeah. have tickets to Dead & Company at Fenway in August of this year. Wow. So speak- Because no, if, you, if, you, if you like guitar, it's not Jerry, but John Mayer can play guitar. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, you have to get, pack, you have to get past the it's not Jerry, right? <laughs> and some people can't. And some people can't, yeah. <laughs> So okay. this would be a good segue, be seeing, you know, it's like it's not going to happen now. There's a lot <laughs> of things that aren't going to happen now. And I'm uh, being retired. I, for me, it's a blessing because I don't have to worry about an income. It's not great, but I don't have to worry about a paycheck. I mean, I could file for unemployment, but it, even then that there may not be a job to go back to for some people, you know. Yeah. So how is this time right now especially starting with the well they started with social distancing and then it was everybody that's 65 and over needs to stay home and now it's stay at home for everybody except for essential functions and everything so how is this all affecting you and your family uh it's uh not been too bad of a problem uh, the funny thing is uh, my wife and i still enjoy spending time together so that's been good for now anyway for now that's <laughs> yeah um, and I, and I, I cycle a lot, so I've been able to go out and ride my bike on the bike trail. Mm-hmm. That's been great. <clears throat> and then my part-time job has been terrific. I just yesterday, another media outlet, I do webinars periodically. And I did a webinar yesterday, uh, with, about 10 different yearbook advisors and some students, and they were sharing the work that they've been doing for their yearbook covering the coronavirus uh, crisis. Wow. And so they've had to get pictures, take pictures, find pictures, write stories all online without being together as a staff. Can you imagine? Yeah, and so... Again, my passion again, to tell the stories of amazing teachers and students who are rising to meet this challenge. Right. And so, so that having all of that happening, I'm, I'm kind of tired and exhausted at the end of the day. I certainly am not bored. 
sounds like. Wow. Yeah, it's so much, you know, the, our world, when this is all over, there is no normal we're going back to. We have a new normal. And, and I don't even know that we know what it is yet. We, we don't. We haven't gotten there. No. And I've got friends who are school teachers. One of, like the, um, my music director at the cathedral that teaches, oh, yeah. teach, teaches boys' choir at Jesuit. Oh, yeah. And now how do you teach choir if your choir's not together? No, you can't. So it's very challenging. He's finding ways to do it. He's collaborating. Um, but it's, it's, you know, so much, uh, it, it's, you know, just like I was saying, you know, when I, when I talk by myself, I have a different pacing and a different tone than when I'm talking with somebody. And I think I'm realizing how much the interaction oh. matters with people. I love it. Love the interaction. Love the, love the energy between us. That's why my podcast, I always have one guest and I learn as much as I can about them. And then when I try to dig deeper to find out who they are and what they love and how they're doing their job so well. Yeah. So my idea, see, my idea was, was I was hoping to do guests face to face so that I'd have a microphone. You'd have a microphone. That'd be fun. That would be great. And the virus has forced my hand Yeah. to do these. And so I had the equipment already to do over the phone because I've got my astrology teacher lives in Scotland. Um, so I wasn't going to go see him anytime soon. Um, and I've got, you know, remember Graham, Graham Herb? Of course. Yeah. Tasmania. Tasmania. He's, I think he's, he's 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 stayed with you. I have one Australian listener. And I totally Graham Herb. And he, you know, I saw him less than a year ago. He was passing through Sacramento and we got a chance to, to catch up. Yeah. It was awesome. He's a, he's such a great person. Um, he looks, he doing, he, uh, is a teacher. (laughs) Go figure, huh? Um, how many teachers in our lives? Yeah, no, he's teaching at a, uh, I think at a Bible college for, I don't know if it's for missionaries, but, and it's, um, but he travels all over the world, um, talking to various churches about missionary work and, and what's going on in the world with, uh, developing countries and does he have a website does he work with any I, you know what i i didn't ask him that he's i have it you know he's on facebook yeah i'll have to find him so i don't I, and he doesn't ever post anything but i'm sure you could you could contact him and ask him that sort of thing and he's the kind of guy you know um i would love to chat with because his australia you know once they're in summer and viruses don't thrive well in the heat normally and they're going to be in, entering uh, fall and winter. And so, yeah. so the, the coronavirus is going to start appearing in the southern hemisphere really soon. So, um, yeah, that, uh, I don't even want to think about it. But so, I, you know, I was, always, I was already gearing up to do phone interviews. I have a friend who lives in paradise have, uh, who has survived the fire. Her house was still standing, and she moved back into it. It's a very interesting story. She's got, and I'm hoping to get her uh, as a guest. I've got another friend who survived the fire but lost everything. He's living in Chico, and I'll be talking to him on Monday. But so I had all this equipment, and I'm ready to go to do these phone interviews, and then the virus hit, and I thought, this is it. This is the opportunity because, you know, the people whose voices get heard, um, 
are the ones that have really extreme situations or they're famous mm -hmm. or and the and people who are everyday folks like you or I although you seem to be more than just everyday you're doing <laughs> I'm really impressed with what you're doing um just to give a voice to people and an opportunity to reconnect like the interview that I did yesterday he and I hadn't talked for 30 years yeah so it's an opportunity to, to reconnect to share each other's lives um to let each other know that we love each other care about each other and, and uh that we're not alone you know we're not we're not alone you know and so oh. so i've launched this little mini project and i've got a, a, a list of people that i've already contacted that i'll be talking to and a list of people that i'm going to reach out to to see if i can schedule them and uh that's where that came there, from there's an infinite number of great people to talk to you know that's what i'm everyone's got an amazing story Everyone has. That's one of the bottom lines of my high school journalism instruction is everybody has a story. You just have to open them up, yep. show them you care, and they'll talk about it forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things I've heard from two people now, one, they've been listening to my podcast, and because, and I never, I, this was not a plan, I had no idea, but this is one of those unseen consequences, unforeseen consequences. Yeah. Because I am so open about my life, they feel like it's given them the freedom to be open about theirs. There you go. Beautiful. Isn't that something? I had not, that was nice. not something I had not in a million years thought that would that was part of the equation. But right. it's a it's a beautiful thing to really get to know somebody. Yeah. It's an it's honor really... too. It's an honor and I feel like it's a gift. Oh yeah. It is. It's All those gift. things. Absolutely. It's a, yeah. And it's a, and, and people feel so appreciative when they're valued because so few people feel valued. I know, huh? Yeah, yeah, I grew up I grew up not feeling valued. Yeah. Yeah. So, um how about now does your did you, did I know your wife? Did, did you meet her after after I moved out? You might have seen her, but I it's very possible you didn't as well. We didn't start dating really seriously until a year later, but but she was attending the church I was going to at that time, Arcade Baptist. Oh, oh Arcade Baptist. That was one of the early mega churches. It was one of the early mega churches. And Dr. Lee Toms, the pastor. Yes, I married him. Oh, no yeah. kidding. So yeah. one of the things that we would, you know, when, when we went through our church hopping uh, expedition, I had been raised in the Episcopal Church. And around 1968, 69, um, I got an itching to try something else. So my mom, who was born and raised in the Episcopal Church and was basically Episcopalian all her life, went along with it. And we started visiting other churches. We visited lots and lots of churches, and one of them was Arcade Baptist Church in Sacramento. We attended Arcade Baptist Church many, many times. We come we yeah. would we would drive down from Auburn. So I know and Dr. Lee Toms, I yeah. It's Great fun, man. It's funny how how our lives intersected in ways we didn't even know anything about. <laughs> no. So um now she she worked, I'm assuming. She early years she taught piano lessons at the home. Okay. And then she became a teacher, and she worked with a charter school primarily that works with at-risk kids. Wow, and then she's retired now? She's retired too, yep. 
And now your kids, are they uh, living on their own or? Yeah, oldest one, uh, none of my kids are married. Oldest one, Kate, is a nurse and people out there can pray for her. She is a critical care nurse at UC Davis. Oh, you know what? I know a few people that, are, that know, I don't know anyone personally at UC Davis Med Center, but I know people who know people there. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, it's a she, high risk. Those are, to me, they're heroes in my book. They're heroes, for sure. They're heroes. And then my son is um, trying to get back on his feet totally from his uh, astrocytoma brain uh, tumor. Uh-huh. And so with him, we've gotten real involved with um, the National Brain Tumor Society, raising money, those kind of things. Great. He's, dri- he's driving Lyft now, but his goal is to become a welder. Oh, so is driving Lyft right now a little bit risky? Nothing. No, he's not doing it. He's oh, okay. Now. He's trying to transition to do some kind of a delivery thing where you don't have to meet people. But right. So it's it. This is this is critically rough on him. Oh, I'm sure the whole gig economy is just tanked. It had to. It's, it's tough. It's horrible. And yeah. then my baby, um, Zoe, she's 28, and she just passed the bar and is working toward getting a full-time job as a public defender in Alameda County. Wow. That's outstanding. Yeah. That is outstanding. A future attorney general, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) One step at a time, right? She went to Hastings and Kamala Harris went to Hastings. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Wow. How about that? Yeah. And now do you get, so how do you stay in contact with your kids right now? Uh, We have, we talk to him on the phone all the time, and we've done a couple Zoom things. And Kate just came by today to pick up some stuff, and we, she just, we stayed six feet apart, and right. she picked up some stuff we bought for her. So, oh, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. I got a gift package from my daughter. Some, I'm not the greatest. I'm very bad with domestic things. <laughs> yeah, I saw the peanut butter story. Yeah, <laughs> so I got this really nice gift package, and, um, uh. Yeah, it was made me so happy. <laughs> real food. <laughs> and I'm getting, I know, so real food. It was, a lot of it was frozen, but that's okay with me. Yeah. You know, I'm not much of a, so the thing with me, with cooking, I, I enjoy cooking when I'm not by myself. If I'm cooking with yeah. someone or for someone, to me, it's a, it, to me, cooking is a social thing. And, it's yeah. the, and if I'm by myself, it is the absolute most boring activity I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And I just can't get into it. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I'm glad that you're doing well. Yeah. You know, I'm, doing well too. I'm glad that you're making it through this. Gosh, we got, you know, when you haven't talked to someone for 40 years, <laughs> there's a little bit to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. We could probably <laughs> we could go on for another couple hours. We probably time. could, which, which in my mind means that we're going to do this more than once. I think we should. And because we've, we've unlocked, in my mind, some mysteries. Yes. Because I'd forgotten certain things and, and kind of where I am now, this is interesting about, this is about growing older. Mm. I'm kind of enjoying reflecting on the whole scope of my life and remembering what was happening at what period and why I did what and how I made those decisions that I did and how my life moved forward. And this, you know, this little period when you were my roommate because we haven't talked for so long, has been kind of lost. 
And, I, you know, I had little snippets, but now this has kind of made it blossom again. Oh, cool. In a great, in a great way. Oh, so that's we had fantastic. Fun, we had a lot of fun together. Yeah, we did. No, we absolutely did. You know, you, um, uh, you exposed me to the charismatic movement. I had absolutely no, as far as I, you know, growing up Baptist, as far as I was concerned, the charismatic movement was just a bunch of uh, demon-infested. So, a little twist, a little irony. Um, Growing up, I was always taught that charismatic gifts were not of God. Um, And I was very opinionated about that. Then, many, many, many years later, I was exposed to the charismatic movement, and I actually uh, attended a, a home meeting service where uh, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. So, you never know what life has for you. The thing that you are most opinionated against Maybe something that you end up embracing sometime in your life. So that was an eye opener. And well, it, that when we went, did you go to that? Did you go to that service with me at Bethel Temple? Because I saw you had a picture in front of Bethel Temple where people were being slain in the spirit. Maybe were you like that with me. Maybe oh, I don't. Was, I don't. Re- I don't remember the occasion. I but I. Yeah. I do remember that photograph, but I don't know why I was there or who I went with or yeah. the context. I don't have a context for that picture. But uh, yeah, my, my, my wife grew up Assembly of God. No um, kidding. And her, and, her, and her parents met at Bethel Temple. So No kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Do you know there's a big charismatic uh, movement in the Catholic Church, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of, we're very you – know, here's one for you. At this point, Jim and I start talking about podcast stuff, um, which is interesting if you're a podcaster, but I've decided to clip that out. It's a lengthy segment. That's about five minutes, I guess. Um, So I just want to let you know what happened that you're not going to get to hear, but maybe someday. Do you have any idea how long we've been talking? Over an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I watch all my times because I do this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And which is, I mean, I mean, we have not been at a lack for something to talk about. So um, this is great. Yeah. But I feel like I'm at a, I'm at a, a completion. Okay. Pretty much. How do, you, how do you feel? That sounds good. Okay been fun it's been super fun it has been fun we'll do this again we'll do this again for sure so i'll I'll put i'll have a rotation bring you in down the road (laughs) sounds good yeah it's you know sometimes i talk to someone i'm like oh my gosh i wish i had my recorder on for this you know um but we'll do that we definitely do this again all right my friend and maybe next time uh if your wife's awake i can get to meet her okay sounds good that would be awesome all right, take care. It's been I, really fun. It really has appreciate it. It has been. Have a blessed afternoon. All right, you too. What's take left care, of it? Brian. Oh, it's 4:15. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, if you were able to hang out through the whole 
interview, you learned a little bit more about me and a little bit about my my friend Jim. Uh, Thank you for listening, as always. And um, I think uh, at this point, I'm going to schedule these because uh, I'm getting a bunch of interviews. So I'm going to start scheduling these uh, Saturdays and Wednesdays. So thanks again. I, you don't know how much I appreciate people listening. It makes it just that much more enjoyable. Talk to you later. My Life and Welcome to It special series, It's Not About Me, It's About Us, is written and produced by me, Chris Jensen. Technical consultant is David Patterson of Drowning Man Productions. You can catch David on the podcast Wasting All the Time, where he, with three others, will entertain you with their improvisational comedy. Podcast art provided by Dave Edwards. You can follow Dave on Instagram at EvilDaveTM. Music for this special series is from Iskon, I-S-K-O-N, and it's called Night. And if you remember, this is the music that was used for the three episodes on death. This music is available on SoundCloud. The artist's name is spelled I-K-S-O-N. More information will be found in the program notes. Thanks always to Anchor for providing free hosting. You can visit their website at anchor.fm. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. And may you be safe. May you be well. And may God bless you.